really, if I want to enjoy cookies, ice cream, cereals, some of these foods that I love, I'm going to enjoy them. But I'm not eating them all day. I'm not eating them nonstop. I'm not just gorging myself with them. You know, the bulk of my calories isn't coming from cookies. The bulk of my calories is coming from whole, natural, clean food sources. Then when I have a cookie, I can enjoy it guilt-free knowing, hey, you know what? This is only, you know, 5 to 10% of my daily intake. Uh, and it's not going to throw me off, you know? So I can kind of have my cake and eat it too, so to speak. Welcome to the High Powered Podcast, the podcast created to help you grow strong, healthy, and confident in mind, body, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Chase Livingston. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to another High Powered episode of the High Powered Podcast. I'm super excited if you're joining us today because what we are doing is diving deeper into a course that I'm running for some of my in-person and virtual training clients. And what we're discussing is something called mindful nourishment. We're focusing on developing a higher quality relationship with our food, with our bodies. And so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing some tangible things that you can use to actually cultivate this better relationship with food. So I'm super excited to have you join. And if you're interested in being a part of this course or one of our many others, then you can go ahead and check the link that can be found in the show description. And it can give you access or uh, an insight into what next month's program is going to look like, which is the Mary Fitness Challenge, okay? And so we're going to be discussing things like the power of belief and discovering or unwrapping your gift of what you can bring to the world. So there's going to be a lot of awesome things in this holistic virtual program. So be sure to check that out, and I'd love to have you be a part. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode of Mindful Nourishment. Welcome back to part three of your mindful nourishment portion of the course. Right now, we're going to be discussing meal planning and prep. That's your section three. And really what this is going to do is build off of the last two sections, right? We've got our fundamentals. We kind of went deeper with some strategies. Now we want to talk specifically about food itself, right? And how we can really cultivate this positive relationship that's going to lead to lasting change, not just in this program, but months, weeks, years down the road for the rest of your life. This is where the rubber meets the road. And so I'm really excited about some of the things that we're going to share right here in this portion, because these are some of the things that you can really use to dramatically improve your life, your well-being, and most importantly, your relationship with food. So what we're going to talk about is three different things, balanced eating, meal planning, and mindful cooking, okay? And I'm really excited about these three, particularly the last one, so make sure you stick around and listen. But without further ado, we're going to jump right into this. So let's discuss what we call balanced eating, okay? This is the concept of embracing a balanced diet that includes a variety of foods with an emphasis on fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and whole grains, okay? So this is basically how you can have your cake and eat it too. We're going to discuss that here in a second. You know, it's like we're coming into the holidays. We're coming into this time of year where there's parties going on at work. We've got time where we're spending with family and there's these big meals, these feasts, and we should be able to enjoy those guilt-free, right? However, 
we still have to make sure that the majority of our diet, the bulk of our diet comes from these whole natural food sources. So that's really what we're talking about here when we discuss balanced eating. You know, I'm sure many of you guys have experienced in the past where you've gone on one of these restrictive diets where you had to cut out entire food groups or you had to cut your calories extremely low. And if you have done this and had any experience like myself, they basically end in a pretty negative way. You know, maybe we get some results, but after it's all over, the weight comes right back on, you know. And uh, that's why we want to introduce what's called this balanced eating, or as I like to call it, flexible dieting. And you may be familiar with this, but we'll kind of discuss what that is and what it means. But we're doing away with the whole, hey, I'm going to eat at uh, 1,200 calories a day and see what happens, you know. Like, we're going to do away with, well, I got to cut out my carbs, you know. I got I to gotta cut out meat, or I got to cut out these entire food groups because the these things end up creating a negative relationship with food, but what happens is we get a little too restrictive, we end up falling off, and then we snap like a rubber band where we come back and we gain all the weight back on, and now we've got more weight on, we're seeing ourselves you know, in a negative light, and we're carrying this guilt, this weight, this baggage that is just not possible for you or anything like that. We're putting an end to it right here. So I'm so glad that you're joining me. I'm so glad that you're a part of this because this right here to me is the key. Okay, now listen, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, my whole job is to like live a healthy lifestyle to show you how to do it. And I'm fixing to have a confession here, okay? <laughs> Here's my confession. I love cookies. I love cookies so much. I probably have a cookie every night before I go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, I enjoy chocolate chip cookies. They're like my favorite. And it's just one of those things that I don't want to cut out. Now, there are times in my life, there's periods where I say, okay, you know what? No cookies for the next six to eight weeks, whatever it is, like a portion of my time, I'm going to put those away, put them on the shelf, so to speak. But really, if I want to enjoy cookies, ice cream, cereals, some of these foods that I love, I'm going to enjoy them. But... I'm not eating them all day. I'm not eating them nonstop. I'm not just gorging myself with them. You know, the bulk of my calories isn't coming from cookies. The bulk of my calories is coming from whole, natural, clean food sources. Then when I have a cookie, I can enjoy it guilt-free knowing, hey, you know what? This is only, you know, 5 to 10% of my daily intake uh, and it's not going to throw me off, you know? So I can kind of have my cake and eat it too, so to speak, right? It's kind of funny. But um, that's what we're going to discuss here is flexible dieting. Now, flexible dieting states that you can essentially eat whatever you desire so long as you follow a few guidelines, right? Namely, you're going to eat predominantly whole foods, and the foods you eat align with your macronutrient requirements, your caloric uh, requirements, and these things that are aligned with your personal goals, right? So if your goal is to, you know, uh, tone up and lean up, you know, I know here at the new year, that may be a big goal, a big focus for a lot of people. Well, you will be able to eat whatever you want to, as long as you stay in your caloric and macronutrient requirements, um, that are given to you by your coach or that you set up for yourself. That's kind of how you bring in this flexible dieting. It's not, you know, whenever New Year starts, well, I'm just going to, you know, basically starve myself. Um, I'm just going to like, you know, try to just eat dinner and uh, go from there. No, we're not doing that, you know, and it's not, okay, well, I'm just, you know, at the top of the year, I'm going to start keto. If you like keto and you want to do that, that's totally fine. But if you hate it, if you don't enjoy it, if it feels restrictive to you, then don't do it. This is a much better approach because, 
if you're tracking and you're keeping in um, keeping in touch with what's going into your body, you're finding that balance there with that intuitive dieting that we discussed last time. There's ways that you can make this work for yourself, okay? And this is uh, probably by far the most sustainable way to eat that allows you to get an incredible body composition, great results while still enjoying some of your favorite foods. You know, that's why I love tracking macros and, and, and calorie, uh, not really calorie counting, but really just tracking your macros. Calorie counting is kind of a portion of that, but really it's just being focused on the quality of the nutrients that's going into your body. You know what I mean? And that means like I can go to Chick-fil-A if I'm busy and I know that I can get one of their grilled chicken wraps and it's only like, you know, 350 calories, but it's got like 30 grams of protein. That's great. And it can fit into my daily caloric requirements. It's going to help me hit my protein goal a little bit, get a little bit of carbohydrates in there. It's just far more beneficial. You know, flexible dieting is a crucial tool in improving our relationship with food because it encourages a balanced and adaptable approach to nutrition. Rather than rigid rules and restrictions, it allows for a wide variety of foods in moderation, accommodating personal preferences and lifestyles. That's the way to go. This flexibility reduces the likelihood of feeling deprived or guilty about food choices. It promotes a healthier, more sustainable relationship with eating. It emphasizes mindful portion control and focuses on overall dietary patterns rather than individual meals. Does that make sense? By adopting a flexible dieting approach, individuals can better meet their nutritional goals while still enjoying their favorite foods. This balance fosters a positive and realistic outlook on nutrition, leading to improved adherence and long-term success in achieving health and wellness objectives, okay? And so you can do this by tracking macros, kind of like I've discussed here. Another way that you can do this, incorporating that mindful uh, or intuitive dieting approach that we discussed last time is by using uh, this one simple rule. This one simple rule can help you incorporate this flexible dieting idea, this concept that we're discussing here. And that is basically you're going to eat 80 to 85% whole nutritious foods, while 15 to 20% of your foods come from the foods that you enjoy. So yes, 80% of the foods that you eat, 85%, that's your lean meats, your vegetables, your fruits, your whole grains, those types of things. The 15 to 20% can be, you know, the cookies, you know, for myself, that's what I like to eat at night or uh, a, a bowl of cereal or whatever else it is, right? So you get a little bit of both. It's just a little bit of a balanced approach, right? Balance is not a 50-50 thing. It's more of that 80-20 or 85-15. Hey, you guys, just wanted to come on here really quick and extend a massive thank you for being a supporter and listener of the High Powered Podcast in 2023. And because we are so grateful for you, we want to extend an invitation and provide an exclusive offer into next month's Holistic Fitness Challenge, which is Mary Fitness. Now, next month, we're gonna be doing all kinds of awesome things. We're gonna have a 30-day advent calendar that has after affirmations and daily challenges in order to keep you healthy and fit during the holiday season. But we're also going to be discussing the power of belief and how that helps us achieve our goals. We're going to talk about how you can unwrap your gift that you're called to share with the world and discovering what your true purpose and calling is in life. We're going to talk about all kinds of great things. I've got bonus PDFs and worksheets and guides that I'm going to be offering. And so we would love for you to be a part of this program. So here's what you got to do. Go to www www.chaseinspires.com slash fitmas that's f-i-t-m-a-s and when you get to the checkout use the code 
podcast 20 that's going to give you 20 percent off of next month's fitness challenge where i'm also going to be giving you over three different training plans to use it's going to come with a ton of bonus materials to help you get right with your nutrition and your mindset and so once again that's www.chaseinspires.com fitness use code podcast 20 we hope to see you in there now let's get back to the show Let's dive into meal planning. This is part two, okay? Now, this is all about planning your meals and snacks in advance to ensure that you have a variety of nutritious options throughout the week, okay? Now, this is a simple thing to do, but so many of us miss it. It can take uh, anywhere from an hour to two hours on a Saturday or Sunday to prep your meals for the week, and then you're set, but many of us, we don't want to sacrifice that time, but there's so much like good things that come when we do that, right? We, when we plan and prep our meals ahead of time, it prevents the need for us to like have to get something when we're in a bind, right? We've got that 30 minute lunch uh, break where we've got to hurry out and grab something to eat really quick. Well, when we do that and we're really hungry, we're probably not going to make the healthiest choice. When we don't make the healthiest choice, we might start to feel that guilt, all of that different kind of stuff, right? So meal planning and prep can really help us with that, okay? So uh, this is not a foreign concept to many, but what this does is it allows you to set your week up for success with healthy food choices that are aligned with your goals. It takes much of the guesswork out of the foods that you eat throughout the week. And the two common problems we see with this is one, having the discipline to do it, to actually prep it. And then number two is prepping the foods that you're actually going to enjoy, right? I mean, if when, we're, when we're prepping our meals, it gets pretty boring when we're prepping chicken, rice, and broccoli every week. That gets old, it gets boring, it gets stale. And so what I've tried to do uh, myself is um, help my clients and myself find new things that we can do to prep. And there are tons of resources out there to help you with this. And if you need help with this, reach out to me. But one of my favorite things to do, man, I'm about to drop some game on y'all. My favorite thing to do is just simply get on TikTok or get on Instagram and just type in high-protein, healthy meal prep. And you will see thousands probably of different TikToks and reels and people who have found healthier alternatives to some of your favorite foods. You know, there's some people who are really, you know, I love to follow because they have found ways to make some of my favorite foods, not just low calorie, not just high protein, but they taste great. So whenever I'm prepping, I'm having things like, you know, buffalo uh, chicken, macaroni and cheese. I'm having, uh, you know, sausage McGriddles. I'm having all of these different things that have been what we call calorie swapped in order for us to make healthier choices, high protein choices, lower calorie choices that ultimately lead to us adhering, right? We get to enjoy some of our favorite foods, but they still stay within our macronutrient and our caloric requirements or in this this, um, balanced eating type approach. This plays a crucial role. Meal planning plays a crucial role in improving our relationship with food by fostering a sense of control and intention in our eating habits. Guys, when you are prepping your food, when you're cooking it ahead of time, you're setting the intention that I'm a healthy individual. I do this because I care about my body. I care about my health. I care about living a long, healthy, fulfilled life. It allows us to make thoughtful and balanced choices about what we consume, helping us avoid the impulsive and potentially unhealthy decisions, right, that we might make on that that fast lunch break that we have. 
Meal planning also reduces the stress and uncertainty often associated with mealtime. What am I supposed to eat? Like, what are the healthy options that I can get there? I mean, what is this going to be cooked in? Is this going to be okay for me? No, this provides a structured and organized approach to nourishment. By preparing meals in advance, we can incorporate a variety of nutritious foods and enjoy a sense of empowerment over our dietary choices. This, in turn, helps us build a more positive and harmonious relationship with food, where we can savor the experience of eating while prioritizing our overall health and well-being. So whether you do your meal planning yourself or you hire a company to do it for you, this is a powerful method to help you create sustainable, healthy food habits. You know, one of the things that I like to do is I've got some friends here in town. They run a a business called Heated Up. And, you know, whenever I'm in a bind, that's where my mind goes because I know I can go there. I can get, you know, a high protein, healthy a pretty calorie, like low calorie or moderate calorie meal that tastes great, I can go there and get that, right? Or, you know, I have one client who she religiously is ordering from one of these meal prep companies that bring it to her house. It's there on our doorstep when she gets home from work one day and she's got all of the meals that she needs for the week right there. And so those are some things that you can do. Like if you just don't like cooking, Hire somebody to do it for you, right? There are these services out there. Don't just say, well, it's just not possible for me. And then the money issue of like meal prepping healthy foods, guys, this is this is probably the most affordable way to eat right now in this economy is loading up on uh, some of these high protein, low calorie options, fruits and vegetables. Like these are some low cost type things. Yes, meat's expensive. That's the one thing. But remember, these things are investments in your health. You know, in this program, you should have received a a meal prep guide, which breaks down this process with foods that are extremely enjoyable and aligned with your health goals. Just like I talked about, you know, I actually provide a list of my favorite, um, like fitness chefs and, uh, meal prep, uh, people who are on social media. I give you direct links to all of their stuff so that you know exactly who to follow, who's got good stuff, all that different kind of stuff. So if you don't have access to this or you can't seem to find it, please reach out to me. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about is mindful cooking. This is what I'm so excited about because to me, this is something that I need to cultivate more of in my life, but I can just see how this would like really enhance um, not just like a deeper appreciation for uh, the culinary arts and the food that I'm cooking, but also uh, just like this idea of being aware and cognizant of what you're cooking and all of that, all of that different kind of stuff. And so, okay, going back to mindful eating, mindful cooking can also be a powerful way to nourish a healthy relationship with your food and nutrition. You know, many of us, we see cooking as a chore. It's something that we grow tired of doing. And it's like, especially after a long day at work, and then you realize, man, I got to go home. Now I got to cook something healthy. Like, I'm just tired. Then I'm going to have to do the dishes. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to pick something up, right? And it's so easy for us to want to do that. And, you know, one of my biggest issues is I will get into a rut of cooking the same three or four things, and then I kind of burn out on it. And I don't know if you relate to me on that. But however, this can actually be an incredible time to really connect to the nutrition uh, you're going to be consuming and express gratitude for it. 
you know, whether it's taking pleasure in learning the culinary arts, actually actively trying to better your cooking every time you, you prepare a meal. Maybe it's praying over your food as you prepare it and blessing the food that you know it's going to be nourishing your your kids and your wife or your, your uh, husband or whoever it may be that you're cooking for, cooking with, or yourself, you know. Or simply just finding more ways to make cooking more pleasurable. You know, you see the goofy videos of people who are cooking and like dancing. Or maybe it's a time when you're putting on a podcast and you're you're being um, educated while you're cooking. Those are all great things. And these can all lead to more ways to implement mindful cooking into your lifestyle. But the thing that I really want you to take away with this is that when you're cooking, you're present with the food that's there. You're, um, you're, you're aware of the different ingredients ingredients and the amounts that you're putting in there and how this is actually going to fuel you and, and improve your health and all of these different kinds of things. Mindful cooking is a vital component of improving our relationship with food as it deepens our connection to what we eat. When we engage in the process of cooking with intention, we become more aware of the ingredients and the techniques involved in our meals. The heightened, this heightened awareness allows us to make conscious choices that pr- prioritize nutrition, nourishment, and flavor, resulting in a more pleasurable and satisfying dining experience, right? You ever heard that, that concept that like you've got to have the secret ingredient of love or like, hey, this was made with love and that's what makes it taste so good. It's because the person who prepared it was present with that meal. When they were cooking it, they knew what they were doing. They were put their everything into cooking and just like, you know, somebody gets giving an inspiring speech or you watching a professional sports team play, you can tell they're putting their everything into it, right? That's how my like grandmother is when she cooks. Like it just tastes so good. You know, she's putting everything she has into it and it's because she's present there. You know, yeah, maybe she's putting a little too much sugar, a little too much butter in there, but nonetheless, that food tastes amazing. And it's because of this added like culinary um, like uh, desire or passion or whatever it may be. Mindful cooking also encourages us to experiment with different foods and flavors, fostering creativity and a deeper appreciation for the culinary arts, just like we talked about. Additionally, it can also be therapeutic and stress-reducing. Many of us, we feel stressed out when we got to think about cooking, but actually cooking can be something that provides us a sense of relief or a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. By cooking mindfully, we cultivate a more positive and fulfilling relationship with food where we embrace the joy of preparing and enjoying our meals. You know, I really hope this is connecting with you. Um, so you can begin to implement this into your daily, your week in cooking by simply becoming more conscious of the things that you're putting into your food, the love that's required to prepare the food for you and your family, and taking joy in the process of cooking. These are all ways to become more mindful in the kitchen. And so that's kind of it for today as we kind of wrap up section three. Um, I think these things are powerful, and these are tangible things. This is not just some some fluff that I'm giving you in this program. These are actually things that can really cultivate a more positive relationship with your food. So take these things, use them, apply them, and I will see you guys in the next section of this portion of the course. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the High Powered Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, if you got something beneficial from it, then please be sure to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends on social media, and leave us a review. This is a powerful way to help us continue to bring you quality content that can help you grow into the high-powered version of yourself. So thanks again for listening. Can't wait to see you on the next one. Have a great one. See ya.